Welcome to Possibilities Podcast Pandemic Minisodes, a bi-weekly mini-episode series where we delve into possibilities within pandemic times. I'm Among, and I'm here with the Possibilities Podcast team, Kumari and Mari Dev. Kumari Giles is a multidisciplinary artist, dancer, storyteller, curator, logistics nerd, aerialist, community cook, and of course, our very own producer. Mari Dev Ramsawak is an Indo-Caribbean, disabled and non-binary multidisciplinary artist, podcaster, filmmaker, writer, and the editor of this podcast. We have all worked together so much in this pandemic time, and I'm so thrilled to ask them our Possibilities Podcast pandemic questionnaire. Welcome, Kumari and Mari Dev. Hello. <laughs> Mari Dev, I hear that you have an announcement you would like to share with everyone. Yes, I just wanted to let everyone know that I have started using the name Dev professionally now. So you may actually see more of my work under the name Dev instead of Mari. And just wanted to let everyone know that that change is happening because I'm a big fan of consistency. <laughs> Okay, so from here on out, it's Dev. Excellent. Okay, so Kumari and Dev, how are you both doing? What has your pandemic experience been like? I am doing well in this moment. And you are I, Kumari. I am Kumari. <laughs> this is Kumari speaking. You may recognize my voice from other minisodes. Yep. Yeah, I'm doing good in this moment. I've really started to kind of realign the how are you doings to in this exact moment because it's fluctuating so much. And so I'm, I'm feeling pretty good and grounded. There's a lot of change happening in my life in terms of where I'm physically located and what work I'm working on. And that feels really exciting to me. I'm still working on this podcast. I'm not going anywhere, folks. And my pandemic experience has been when I think about it, it's been really, really varied. I have been pretty much living in an apartment in Toronto for the duration of the pandemic. I had a, a roommate turnover in the pandemic and uh, so spent some time alone as well as time with, with different folks. And yeah, this time has been a lot going into the pandemic. And I said this in the first mini-sode, I was in this period of reflecting and pausing and thinking about what I wanted to do next. And it's really been an extension of that. So at, at the top of the pandemic, I was kind of pushed into overdrive. I was doing a lot of things. I started like a live cooking show on Instagram. I was doing seedlings. I was trying to figure out that this new balance of being home all the time because I was working from home prior to the pandemic, but still had varied outdoor experiences, whereas now it's solely at home. And so, yeah, at the beginning, really went into overdrive, really did a lot of like distracting and, and, not really sitting in the, the grief and the changes of this time. 
And that was mostly because I felt like from my experiences being in isolation pre-pandemic times, I had kind of figured out how to connect with people digitally and, and not in, in physical proximity. And so it didn't feel like a, a super big shift. And so the grief didn't set in until a little bit later. Yeah, as, as it's continued, it's, I've had pain, really intense pain flare-ups um, over this time. I have finished up projects, I've started new projects, and I've taken a lot of time to, to continue that reflection process and figuring out what I want to do next really kind of an opening and deepening into what I bring into the world, purpose alignment, and really thinking about what the learnings are from this pandemic to carry through into this like beyond post-pandemic time. So that's my little snippet for now. Amazing. Dev? Yeah, I mean, I have to echo Kumari in that for sure, it's a moment-to-moment question. It, it really depends when you're asking me how I'm doing, how I'm actually doing. But in this particular moment in time, I'm actually doing surprisingly well. I've Yeah, I've experienced a lot of change over the pandemic, and it's been a surprisingly healing time. There's just like a lot of room to just slow down and really experience everything that I'm feeling and actually sit with it. And so it's been emotionally turbulent for sure. But at this point, I'm at this point where I'm just like, bring it on. Like, I'm ready to just sit with my feelings and and experience everything there is to experience. And I actually like yeah, like I'm understanding what it means to have a healing journey, which is completely new to me. I didn't know what healing felt like until the pandemic, which was a very odd experience because it is such a time of, of grief and pain. But for me, it was like, I'm going to move through that into like these positive things, which is always a cognitive dissonance in my brain a little bit where it's like, so many awful things are happening and you know there are awful things that have been happening to people within my own communities and it's just so strange to have this just like juxtaposing experience where it's been surprisingly positive for me amazing i mean both of you are sharing so many i I love the journeys that you both are on and i wonder with navigating this time, navigating the change, the grief, the, the, the change within, what has been sustaining and feeding you in this time? For me, I think it's, it's definitely been the connections I've made within the pandemic. Like, I have found that while physical distance has, like, been an issue between me and my community, there have been so many very small ways that people let you know that they're still thinking about you and that you still matter to them. And that like just these, these tiny ways of connecting, whether it's 
you know, somebody sending me a job posting being like, I think you'd be perfect for this. Or whether it's someone being like, I, f- I found this meme and it made me think of you. Or, you know, just these little tiny things that let you know that people still think about and care about you. And there's been like specifically within my own communities, just this intentional focus on community care that's been going around and like seeing people support each other, being supported by my community. All of that has just been like sustaining me and making me feel just like super hopeful for the future. Cause it's like, if this is what my community, if this is how we respond to, you know, tragedy and chaos and, you know, apocalyptic times, like, how amazing are we going to be in times of prosperity? Awesome. Awesome. That's so many beautiful things. Kamari? I love that. I'm like, yes, I, I feel like for sure the relationships that I have and the connections and the, it's not that they weren't happening before, but in, in this, like, in this distance, I think every little thing is just so much more beautiful and meaningful and valuable. And so, yeah, definitely those connections have been sustaining me. I also watched a lot of really bad TV. Amazing. Yeah, a lot of really bad TV. And I've also, yeah, with the the shifting in my home space, I've lived in a lot of different places and have never really curated a space around me to feel joyful. So for me, I think that has been really, really sustaining to be able to like paint bright colors on on the walls of my living space. I bought a couch that was like I could lie down in, which for folks that know me and have been in my space, I always had like two seaters. And so you couldn't actually lie down. So really kind of just curating space around joy and rest particularly has been really, really sustaining. And then I've, I've really struggled with learning about myself and learning about what kind of different stimulation I need. I, I had a bit of a rough time in the fall and one of my friends had shared, like, maybe you're understimulated as opposed to like overstimulated or taking time to rest. And that was really like life-changing in terms of sustaining myself. And so now I have, I love lists. And so now I have like a list of the different kinds of stimulation that I need and, and just like working through and making sure that I'm carving space for all those different kinds of stimulation, as well as all the different kinds of rest and doing that in like tiny everyday things, like making sure that I, when I make food, because I'm, I love, I cook every day plating something really beautifully mm. so that it, it feels really nourishing to both my joy and rest. Yeah. Those are some of the things that have been sustaining me. I love that. I love that so much. So many, there are so many pieces to that. And I, I love both of you created this connection with the intentionality that's present in the connections and then how you're also building it within your own ways and with rest and stimulation. That stimulation is generative. That's that's beautiful. And so in this time, what are you shedding then? This pandemic time has definitely been 
I've, I've shed a lot prior. So at the end of 2019, I got out of a very abusive relationship. And so 2020 was supposed to be the year of rebuilding my life and, and all of that. And so the pandemic I thought was going to throw a huge wrench into that. And it turns out it didn't like similar to how Kumari has been being really intentional with their space and, and cultivating joy in there. That was something that I started focusing in on as well, especially being stuck inside all the time. The plan was supposed to be having people over all the time or going out all the time and all of that. And then all of those options were taken away pretty much just as I was about to get off the couch. And (laughs) so I ended up throwing myself into changing my space. I got rid of uh, both me and my ex were big hoarders. And so over the past year and a bit, I have been just getting rid of stuff and learning to have a different relationship with material objects. I used to be like super sentimental and keep like every scrap of paper, sticker, anything that might remind me of something. And then it was sort of like, wait, I don't need to hang on to all of these things to keep all of those memories. Just like, one sticker from that event will will do type of thing. And so, yeah, like I've been shedding these like really toxic relationships, both, you know, with my space, with my stuff, but also with like people around me as well, being able to really get to enjoy my alone time and not feel like I have to be going to events, having the option of working from home, even when I am doing big contracts, which would usually have me in an office, has allowed me to be more intentional about the interactions that I'm having in in my day to day. And so it's like, I'm just sort of getting rid of anything and anyone that is causing me like a lot of pain or toxicity or whatever. And just being able to focus on the things that do bring me joy and do bring me healing in some kind of way. And so it's been, it's been a lot of shedding. I feel like my cat in some ways where it's just like, oh yeah, I can see the remnants of all the things that I'm shedding everywhere whether it's just like having empty spaces in my house. Like I used to no surface in my house used to have clear space. And now there are some parts that I thought would never be clean and now are just really neat and organized. And they've stayed that way for a few months. And it's like, oh, I can see the, the tangible results of all of this shedding as well. So yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Beautiful. Shedding home space stuff is like, oh, it is the best. I would say like practically speaking, I've also been clearing and just, yeah, just, I, I keep a lot of stuff from like shows and projects and something that I'm like interested in, but haven't really delved into much in my life is is this idea of archiving. And so I've like shed a lot of like objects, but pieces like, like 
tickets to shows or programs I've like kept and now have this section called community archive that I'm just going to hold on to because I think it's important that we document and continue to archive our like, and when I say our like queer and trans BIPOC existence and creativity and community gatherings. And so I, yeah, I've also done a lot of home space shedding. And I think for me, this question, yeah, it really, it makes me think about my life. (laughs) And in that, I think that I, one of the things that I've learned in this pandemic is that I actually feel really, really good about letting things go. I'm like in Mm. this ongoing practice of letting things go in terms of like objects, ideas, like I'm always trying to just clear space in my mind to open space for possibility. And so it, it doesn't feel to me like the pandemic has, there's been specific things that I have been shedding with the exception of one thing, which I'm going to share. But just to name some of the things that I feel like I'm actively working on shedding all the time that I, I've been able to do in this pandemic time times is the, this continual shedding of productivity and professionalism and what that means. Mm-hmm. Continual shedding and recognizing of, of patterns that I'm in and trying to shift out of them in relationships yep. and how I'm spending time. Scarcity. I'm a big believer in just like holding abundance and, and orienting myself as much to abundance as possible. And so continuing to remind myself of that and, and share that with others. And then, of course, ideas around accountability and punishment and, and thinking about shedding these ideas of how we seek justice. And so thinking about all of those things. And I think the, the one thing that I would say has been more intentional and clearer to me around a shedding that is perhaps more specific or can grow a little bit in pandemic times is my relationship to receiving care. I'm definitely a, a caretaker, a person that offers a lot out into the world. And I'm also a, a deeply like sensitive, vulnerable, empathetic person. And mm-hmm. so I think what I, I've been practicing over this time is what it means to fully receive that care. And so perhaps it's not a, a shedding, but an opening. Sag, turn around. Yeah. I love how you turned it around. Yeah, yeah turning it around. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And so, yeah, shedding this idea that like, that I'm, I'm not allowed to receive care. That's so big though. And that's so like, that's every shedding is an opening. You know, you don't shed... If you don't clear space, what? How can something come in? Exactly. So yeah, those those are some of the things that I'm ongoingly shedding, and a specific thing to this time. I love it. I love it. I love it so much. And so I think this this ties in to all the things that you've been sharing. But what for you has been able to grow? What has been some breakthrough moments? What's the magic of the pandemic for you? I love this question. Specific magic of the you know. That's something that wasn't there before, but is there now. Or you can see it blossoming, germinating. Yeah, I think for me, I feel so cheesy talking about this. And I guess this is part of 
of the magic is being open to this kind of this level of cheese in my life has been actually within the the pandemic times I actually entered in to my first ever healthy relationship amazing yay it's mind-blowing the difference a healthy relationship makes my my absolutely my partner has been so wonderful like despite all of like the chaos and and all of the nuances of navigating a relationship during a pandemic especially a non-monogamous relationship when being able to see other people is now being regulated by society at large it's like oh okay like even if things are cool with us it's like we still got to deal with this pandemic situation but in this time like we focused a lot on on communication and on being aware of our traumas and the way that we project onto each other like the ability to sit down and have a conversation of being like hey I realized that I had this really intense reaction to something you said because of this past trauma and being able to sit and explore it with my partner and being able to figure out how we can navigate our relationship in a way that both honors that trauma, but doesn't rely on trauma as an excuse to continue to do unhealthy or toxic things to each other and it's just such a intense thing to be a part of like it's just this it it does just feel like magic to me and it's like I, I try not to talk about my relationships too much on on public platforms but this is one of those things where I'm just like actually like there is nothing wrong with just accepting love and being like I'm receiving love and especially as like a disabled QT BIPOC person like it's I'm realizing that it's something that I should be celebrating and yeah like it's just this just wonderful thing to be a part of and to to celebrate and to just like we should be celebrating this kind of experience because I think a lot of us have grown up believing that we aren't going to be able to have these healthy, loving relationships. And it's like, no, we totally can. And it's totally possible. And like, yeah, the magic for me right now is just being able to role model it myself, you know, like be that model for myself of the types of relationships that I want. And that has allowed me to be more intentional about the other types of relationships in my life because it's like now I have a new standard and it's like I don't have to put up with people who don't support me who don't see my value and my worth like I now know there are people who are willing to do that and are not going to view it as this burden on themselves so yeah that's that's my magic amazing love that that's yeah that is magical. Love is magical. Love is magical. Oh, yes. Okay. I I just have to say, with like, thank you for that. I feel like 
being able to explore what healthy relationships look like has definitely been a, a thing that has come up again for me in this pandemic times as, as relationships deepen. And I think like for me, that is one of the magics of the pandemic is being able to really see this. Okay, so I, I'm a, <laughs> I really like intentional relationships. They're very meaningful and important to me and have really tried to strengthen intentional relationships in my life in the last few years. And so what has been really magical is seeing and, and, and having folks like come into that with me over this time. And really like carve either weekly phone calls or like this is an activity that we're going to gather around. This is a ritual space that we're going to gather around. And so that's been really exciting. I think for me at the core of the magic of the pandemic, though, is this creativity that lives in when we shift from being individuals into thinking about individuals within a collective. And so the ways in which like mutual aid has shown up, the ways in which like folks, disability justice has shown up in the ways that uh, we're calling for abolition, abolition of of the carceral state, as well as like our internal abolition, uh, our internal means of punishing ourselves for different things. And yeah, just the, the like creativity of people in this time, I think is so magical. Like the the number of pivots that people are making, the the ideas that are coming out that perhaps have lived for a long time, but are now being able to be shared with others is just, it, it's so exciting and feels so magical that there's this kind of like collective uptaking of change and, and so much creativity within that. I think for me, the this magic is this like reminder of the fact that we have everything that we need mm-hmm. and that we can do and be and live lives that are so much larger than what we imagined. And, and just, yeah, this like collective uptaking into that is so exciting because I think I've, I've really struggled with this focus on the individual, individual, like profit and gain and self-care as opposed to self-care connected to community care. And so Mm -hmm. that just feels like amazing and incredible. And I'm so excited to see how that like translates over time. Like two days ago, I, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for the world in 10 years. Like, where will we be in this shift? Because Mm -hmm. it's such a valuable lesson for us to realize that we are an interconnected web of of humans and creatures and land and elements and objects and and all of the things that make up this world. So yeah, that feels like the magic for me. Yes, very magical indeed. That's that's incredible. And like, uh, yes, this this idea of like, where are we going to be in 10 years? It's just like, yeah, there's so many things that have happened in just this past year that that seemed impossible. Like the fact that there there were so many people who have switched to, to abolition and, you know, like pushing for defunding the police, like it, 
that seemed like something that we were going to have to push for for so much longer to get this kind of support on a more on a wider level and it's just like oh it's just it that is so magical yeah i love all the pieces all the pieces of the kind of ways it's showing up in our own lives the kind of intentional relational uh, loving spaces that we are creating how care is and, and how that extends out into the world and yeah having this hopeful vision for what 10 years is going to be exciting from now 10 years from now is exciting Yes, we've said it here. It's going to be real. Thank you so much for coming on our own podcast and having this conversation. It was so beautiful to chat with both of you today. We have an extended version of this episode with a bonus question about what Kamari and Dave are reorienting towards at this time on our Patreon. To listen to that and become a sustaining patron, find us at patreon.com slash possibilities podcast. We are an independent podcast, so your support means the world to us. We love hearing from you. You can find us on Instagram at possibilities podcast or send us an email at possibilitiespodcast at gmail.com. The music in this episode is by Lal and Pantayo. Minisodes are edited by Dave, produced by Kumari, with creative direction by Among. Thank you so much for listening. We are really grateful for your time. <laughs>